the Public News Service Daily Newscast, March 31, 2022. I'm Roz Brown. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has vetoed a new congressional map approved by fellow Republicans, Democrats, and the Florida Supreme Court. It's a move opponents charge is designed to reduce the voting power of black Floridians. Jasmine Bernie Clark is the founder of Equal Ground Action Fund, a black-led voting rights group. Bernie Clark explains the veto and the governor's previous interference with redistricting are new milestones in Florida's history of suppressing minority voters. This has not happened in the history of our state, but what has happened is that Florida is known for gerrymandering and creating maps and district lines that favor a specific political party. And we see that he is following in those same footsteps. DeSantis has called a special mid-April legislative session to draw a new congressional map. A memorandum from the office of the governor justifies the move, claiming states may not separate citizens into different voting districts on the basis of race. I'm Chance Dorland reporting. The governor's general counsel, Ryan Newman, claims the now vetoed congressional map contains what he described as a bizarre donut shape. Sticking with the election beat, a news conference at the Pennsylvania Capitol on Wednesday called for changes to procedural rules in Harrisburg. Good government groups have launched the Fix Harrisburg campaign, saying a select few leaders block bipartisan bills from ever receiving a vote despite broad support. In an average session, less than 7% of bills introduced in the General Assembly ever get a final vote. Michael Pollack of March on Harrisburg says he and other advocates for years have been trying to get a bipartisan law passed that bans legislative gifts. But it has been stalled by some leaders in the General Assembly. So we keep coming here for justice because, frankly, we don't know where else to go. And we're going to keep fighting and we're going to keep pushing until this is a democracy, until six gatekeepers don't determine every little thing about this building, until lobbyists can't walk in with big checks and buy their way out of trouble. So far this session, no bills introduced by Democrats, the minority party in both chambers, have been given a vote on the House floor. The campaign calls for bills with strong bipartisan support to receive a vote in committee. If voted out of committee, they say they should receive a vote on the chamber floor. This is Emily Scott reporting. Other organizations that had speakers at the rally include Fair Districts PA, the League of Women Voters of Pennsylvania, Education Voters of Pennsylvania, and Committee of 70. And from CNN, a powerful storm ripped through Springdale, Arkansas early Wednesday as part of a dangerous system that's continuing to threaten much of the southeast with more severe weather, flash floods, and potential tornadoes. Seven people were injured, including two critically, when a possible tornado touched down at 4 a.m. in Springdale, a city in northwest Arkansas. That as reported by Mayor Doug Sprouse in a Facebook post. This is PNS. Minnesota often is credited for having an overall healthy population, but disparities exist for certain racial groups. A prevention effort taking shape gives patients the tools to keep tabs on a crucial part of their health, blood pressure. Through the American Heart Association, the Native American Community Clinic in Minneapolis recently secured 220 self-monitoring blood pressure cuffs to give to at-risk patients. The clinic's Mariah Johnson says the rollout of this program, along with an emphasis on telehealth, coincides with recent improvements in patients' hypertension management levels, including those who are diabetic. Coupling both of those together could be a factor in why we actually did see some pretty marked improvement in hypertension control. I'm Mike Moen. Nearly one in two U.S. adults have hypertension. Medical experts say left untreated, it can lead to poor health outcomes and is a key risk factor for heart disease and stroke. 
while Ohio trails the nation in outcomes for older use in foster care, a new report also suggests there are reasons for hope. According to the findings from the Children's Defense Fund Ohio, the state is in the bottom 10% of the country on four measures of well-being for 21-year-olds who earn foster care in their teens. Ohio's youth are less likely to finish high school or obtain a GED, get a job or enroll in school, and more likely to be involved in the justice system. As a social worker and former foster youth, Deanne Jones says she understands the experiences of kids in care. As a teenager, I definitely felt unheard, undervalued, even silenced regarding my own situation when I was in care. And there are still those youth who do not feel heard. Youth need to be heard, and we need to show them that their voice matters. The report points out that Ohio has implemented major initiatives to improve outcomes, including the establishment of a youth ombudsman office to investigate complaints. Jones says it will provide hope for those with bad experiences in foster care. Mary Sherman reporting. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin has made removing so-called divisive lessons on race, history, and identity from classrooms a cornerstone of his administration. Jonah Chester tells us now one group is working to ensure teachers can still access those materials. The Virginia Education Association has launched an online portal for equity and diversity training materials that have been purged from the Department of Education's website. In a news conference this week, VEA President James Fetterman said those lessons are vital resources for teachers and students. We are doing this because we believe educators who can teach all of our students about all of our history is in the best interest of us all. A Pew Research poll last August found Americans were significantly divided on whether increased attention to America's history of racism was good or bad. This is Roz Brown for Public News Service. Member and listener-supported, heard on radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and you can find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.